Good afternoon, this is the Teaching Mums Network podcast. I'm your host, Lily Lincoln, and this is episode 10 of 500 Days of Summer. Before we begin today's show, I just have a few announcements to make. So if you visit teachingmums.com today, you can sign up to be a member of the Teaching Mums Network. It is currently only £8 a month. That will be going up at the end of September to £20 a month. So at the moment, we're having a sale 60% off. And for your membership fee, you will have access to discounted resources, CPDs, um, opportunities, CV, <laughs> CV support, an opportunity to talk to me, some coaching, development for your teaching in early early stage of teaching career and some support to balance both teaching and parenting. On the website, teachingmums.com, members only access gives you um, the privilege of looking at the full articles, well-sourced videos and some earlier flexible CPD that I put together in the year that is updated at least twice a month for the members and of course the podcast and the free daily blog now visit teachingmums.com today for an opportunity to subscribe and become a member of the growing teaching mums network now back to episode 10 you might hear some flying in the background that's because I am having a late lunch today I met up with a friend, a friend I haven't seen for a very, very, very long time, but whom I love dearly. And um, before I go into the episode's content, I just wanted to share a couple of things with you about your tribe. Now, um, those of you that know me well will know how passionate I am about family and community and having a tribe. A tribe is not really a group of followers. A tribe, what I feel, is um, a tribe or a group of people that have got similar priorities to you Um, not necessarily similar interests but at the very least your mission is very very similar now you may all be parents you may all be teachers you may all be married women you may all be parents of teenagers you may all be having a second or third child there could be lots of things that keep you together and I think if your mission is similar even if you have differences it's much much easier to repair bridges or to stay in touch or to build strong relationships when your priorities are similar. The moment your priorities change in relationships, it does affect the balance of the relationship. Now, a relationship doesn't have to be damaged because your priorities change, but it does have an impact on it. And this is one of the reasons why I started teaching mums is because I felt that as a a group of working professionals, we have almost all of the same priorities. We're parents, we're teachers, we want to be successful at home, we want to be successful in education. And that's what teaching mums is about. And um, I say this in every episode, but don't do things on your own. You don't have to. Um, I'm naturally an introvert and... I do prefer to spend time alone because it allows me to think, it, al- it allows me to to write, to be re-energised, but I do also love the people that I can call my friends, my family, the people that I, I believe are, are my tribe, <laughs> my communities, I really, really need them. I don't think I could survive as a mum or as a teacher without them. So if you're listening, 
you know who you are. Thank you so much. I love you. I I absolutely love you and value you and really appreciate everything that you have done for me in the past few years and all that you continue to do as a really important part of my life. Anyway, episode 10. So in episode 9, we were looking at mean girls. Mean girls at work. Yuck. So today, I wanted to talk about workplace bullying. So it's quite a nice follow-on from the Mean Girl talk in our last episode. Now, bullying at work, especially in schools, um, I won't give you statistics because I don't know how helpful that is, but it is incredibly high. And the reason it's high is because people still think that they can get away with bullying at work, but hello, bullies, 2019, you are not going to get away with it, and you can be taken to court. So, as always, I'll give you three tips on how to deal with bullies at work and I want to say that I'm really really sorry if you have been bullied at work if you are experiencing bullying at work you will get through it but I do want you to just take one day at a time and not be too hard on yourself so I shared a little bit with you in the last episode about my experience with mean girls at work, but there are also mean boys in schools and working in education. So today is just about bullying. And it could be bullying from a line manager, um, a senior member of the leadership team. It could be a co-worker, a colleague. It could even be a parent. People think that working in schools is just about colouring all day and spending time with lovely children. No, it is not, okay? It's a really difficult job. Teaching involves your whole personality, your whole mind, all of your skills, not just what you um, specialised in when you were at university, but just life skills and people skills in general. Bullying is something that can lead to depression, and suicide and as I said to you last time I'm incredibly passionate about the mental health and welfare of mums especially mums who have also gone ahead to become teachers or women who started off as teachers and then became mums mums who decided to make another career in teaching we have to protect our mental health so today we're going to be looking at three tips to deal with bullies so the first tip is identifying the bully identify the bully is it somebody at home is it somebody at your workplace is it somebody within your social circle identify who the bully is that's the first step it is painful because sometimes you think that someone is a friend of yours or um, a mentor or somebody that you can look up to or somebody that Um, you think you need support from at work and actually they're a bully now I spoke about this briefly last time bullying is consistently and persistently causing somebody some kind of harm physical, emotional, sexual or I think I said all of them physical, emotional mental yes or sexual so there are lots of ways people can be bullied but it has to be um, persistent and consistent for it to be classified as bullying a one-time event that has been resolved does not really fall into the bracket of bullying but if it keeps on happening and you can see and feel a pattern then that can be 
taken as bullying. Now, identifying the bully does three things. First of all, it helps you to open your eyes and to be aware of who the person that is making you feel unsafe is. It will also help you to speak to somebody about it when you know who the person is. The third thing it does is it helps you develop some confidence on moving on from the situation. If you think you're being bullied but you don't know where the bullying is come from, is coming from is very difficult to deal with. So identify the bully. The second thing I would say, once you've identified the bully, this part is tricky and I had to do this, it was very, very painful. Try and work out what it is their problem is without necessarily having to speak to them. Try and work out why they are picking on you or being unpleasant to to you. Is it because of your, your colour? Is it a racial issue? Is it about discrimination or prejudice? Is it about your status? Is it because you're a mum? Is it because you might be better teacher than them? Is it jealousy and envy? Is it because you had a disagreement about something and they didn't like that you disagreed with them and they now have a problem with that? Is it because you are single and they're not? Is it because you are not single and they are? Try and identify what the issue is. Now, of course, there's lots of things that are established in your life that you can't change. I don't I strongly discourage you trying to change yourself because of another person. But if you've identified the bully and then identified the reason that they're bullying you, well, the third tip is to go and speak to somebody about it. Now, I mentioned this last time. Okay, now, I would say that if I'm dealing with a colleague who I'm having a difficult issue with, I would speak to them directly and just say, look, I really didn't like the way that you spoke to me. Or I might say to them... I'm not brilliant at taking on jobs last minute. If you need my help with something, please, can you ask me anyone in the week? You're not saying you don't want to help. You're just saying that you're not brilliant at last minute jobs, which is true for me. I'm not good at last minute things because I just get into a panic and I end up not doing it properly. So I think if someone wants my help, I prefer they came to me a few days in advance or a week in advance. You know, Lulu, in a couple of weeks, I really need your hand with an assembly. Would you mind? And I, most of the time I would say yes. If I don't think I have the time, I'll say, look, I'm really sorry. I just can't help you with that right now. I have the right to say no. You have the right to say no. So identify the bully. Try and work out what it is the, the reason that they're bullying you. And then the third thing would be to speak to somebody. Now, I, um, I'm saying speak to somebody. If the bully is your line manager... Obviously, you can't speak to your line manager straight away, but I would say call your union, speak to a trusted friend. If there is somebody at work that you feel confident and safe talking to, speak to them. Because if it needs to be escalated, you need to have evidence that you've tried to resolve the situation. Part of speaking to somebody will also involve documenting events. Now, if it's an isolated situation that's been resolved, that doesn't come under the bullying bracket. But if it's a consistent event, for example, if it's always at staff meetings, this person is putting you down in front of other members of staff, or they always talk down your ideas, or they always make fun of you, or they make fun of the way that you dress. If it's a certain time of the week, certain time of the day, certain points in the building, they're always waiting for you to be on your own, that sort of thing. I know it sounds gruesome, but it does happen 
to teachers. It happens to lots of teachers, not just women, not just mums. It happens to men too. But I'm speaking from my perspective as a as a teaching mum, as a parent who became a teacher. Um, it does happen in schools, and speaking to somebody would actually involve you relaying all of the events. Now, if you don't know when things happened, it's very difficult to share that with somebody. So I'd say something has happened more than once. Don't even let it get to five incidents. If it's happened more than once, just try and record both events, even if it's just on a post-it note or in the back of a diary, something that doesn't come to school with you, date and time, nature of the event. So say, for example, on the way back up, on the way up from the staff meeting, Um, so-and-so made fun of my voice whilst I was giving a presentation. Just make a note of the date, the time, and if anybody was there. Now, if it keeps happening, what you will see is a pattern. And as the pattern starts to develop, when you go and speak to somebody, or you speak to your union, or you speak to a trusted friend, you can actually say to this friend, this happens every Tuesday, just after the staff meeting and now I just feel like I can't attend staff meeting because of how they make me feel. That's bullying. You should never ever feel like you can't do your job properly. So those are the three tips. It's a really short episode today because I'm about to have my very, very late lunch. Um, But I felt that apart from just talking about Mean Girls, I needed to talk about bullying as a whole. Now I will talk about this again because as September is coming up, lots of you will be moving to new environments and sometimes when you're the new person, you can be vulnerable if you don't already have connections in your new place of work. So today's episode is quite a short one, but just the three tips, identify your bully, identify the reasons for bullying, and the third tip was just speak to somebody. Now, I do have counselling experience and I do have some counselling knowledge and talking always helps. It doesn't fix the whole problem immediately, but it does help you to... (laughs) think out loud and have somebody else hear your thoughts and anything that is going to harm you if it's said out loud somebody can help you harmful thoughts only lead to harmful actions if there's no intervention so i'd really encourage you to speak out loud share your thoughts with somebody and don't keep things in that's the end of the episode today mums you've been listening to episode 10 of 500 days of summer I'm your host, Lily Lincoln. This is the Teaching Mums Network podcast. Head over to teachermums.com to catch up on the daily blog, just the summary of the last few episodes, and to subscribe to the Teaching Mums Network before September. It's only £8 a month. We're doing 60% off at the moment for any mum who signs up who is also a teacher or a student teacher or in her NQT year membership fee will go up at the end of september so i strongly encourage you girls get online now teachermums.com subscribe join the community you can get tailored advice from me outside of the blog specific to your need once you become a member the blogs are general the podcasts are general but when you join the teaching mums network i can actually give you one-to-one coaching and support on those long days when being a mum and a teacher just feels hard and put something in place to support you throughout the year. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time so much. Join me again tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.